Anyway, Ben Hur in theater sometime <laughs> or whatever. Also, I I, I never like when character like especially main characters in shows will have a scene where someone enters their scene, does all the dialogue. They don't have to even say a single word, and then the person ends the scene. And but the how does that relate to Braveheart? <laughs> yeah, that's my problem with Braveheart. You know, when they have the Braveheart there. <laughs> Braveheart. Well, you know, Mel Gibson isn't even the Braveheart. Welcome yeah. to a Brave Bowl of Dude Soup. There's a little heart floating in the middle. You want to eat around that though. Yeah. Um, today's bowl is brought to you by Casper and ZipRecruiter. You can get fifty dollars towards any mattress purchased by going to casper.com/soup and using offer code soup. And you can go to ZipRecruiter.com/dude to list your job for free on hundreds of job websites. I'm Lauren Sontag. Welcome to Dude Soup. I'm Elise Willems. Welcome to Dude Soup. I'm Elise's husband, James. I'm the guy from Braveheart who's laying in bed as that mace hit him in the face and he couldn't do anything <laughs> oh, about yeah. it. <laughs> oh! And then Robert the Bruce got real scared. God, that movie had extra innings, didn't it? It ended like three times. There's yeah. a couple endings and then they're like, oh yeah, because William Wallace is mad. That they all leave, and he goes, I'll get revenge. <laughs> like, didn't this start with revenge? But it's funny, he does that, smashes the guy's head in, right? And then he's on his horse, like inside the guy's yeah, apartment or whatever. Well, yeah, and they're like, there he is. He's like, fuck, how am I supposed to get out of here with this <laughs> horse? He just, he just like jumps out a window, and the horse goes tumbling. He's like, that was a terrible play. Yeah. That must have been like part of folklore, right? And then William Boss showed up and killed him, and then rode out on a horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were like, well, I guess we got to put it in the movie now. Mel Gibson was screaming at somebody. A lot of it, I mean, a lot of that movie is Mel Gibson going, hey, this this has got to be a film, bros. Yeah. It's got to be a movie. Uh, it can't uh, just be a historical piece. For it's those a uh, just joining us, and that's everybody, the only reason we're talking about Braveheart is because I saw a Ben-Hur trailer, mm-hmm. and I mentioned how it looked it's like Gladiator, mm-hmm. which is pretty much just like Braveheart. Sure. Yeah, well, but you different. mentioned the fact that it looks like they, they make a big deal about the main character, let's call him Ben, he, uh, he, uh, he's wronged in some way. He's wronged in some way, appears to lose his family, and then is immediately boning some other yeah. chick. <laughs> Which, Which is seems what to be a theme. Braveheart does. Yeah, yeah. Right? Have you ever read The Odyssey? Like, oh, I miss my wife. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Are those sirens? All those yeah. I, all of them. I had no choice, honey. In, well, in the story, too, he spends like five years there boning down. Well, but in, in Odysseus's defense, he was kind of enchanted by her. Like, she, she was not just a hot chick. She had magical powers. Honey, it's not my fault. The maid had magical powers. <laughs> um, she also, bent over. Also, he was never all, he was, I don't, he didn't spend a lot of it being like, I love my wife. He was like, I gotta get back home. Yeah, you're right. Like, I have genetic material that I need to ensure has a legacy. That's Plant more in that Yeah, and he, she had like 50 other dudes trying to get up in her clan. Yeah, she, yeah, did. she did too. too. She said, no, this is for Odysseus. He would never do anything bad for me. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> I miss my wife. All right, today we're playing Grow Up. Oh yeah. Uh, which is an indie game that is not Absolute garbage. On that note, let's talk about No Man's Sky. Ooh, oh. wow. Oh. So you're the only one who's played it because yeah. Yeah, we, we all went, yeah, that's a game. We should declare right now that oh. we're all pretty uninformed, so we're going to be more picking your brain oh, and, yeah, no, and offering fine. our um, completely uninformed opinions. And I, I don't I don't materially dislike it either, despite that intro. I just How much time did you put into it over the weekend? I think I'm at about eight hours now, okay. which is... That's a well, work day. Yeah, it's, it's tough because with a game like that, the, the, uh, the promise is that no matter how much time you put into it, there could always be something else. So I don't know if I've seen everything there is to see, but it sure does feel like I have. Well, mm-hmm. I, I'll say this. We've all played video games our whole lives. Look at that little crap. I'll say <laughs> most games, I'd say a good amount, 99.99%. If you play the game for the first five to six hours, you pretty much have experienced everything unless it's Brutal Legend. Uh, well, yeah, Brutal Legend is definitely yeah. that. But there's some games that take forever. The It's weird because it seems like tutorials in games have gotten way longer, even though all games are now more the same than I, they've ever yeah. really been. I, I guess I'm saying once you're playing Destiny or, I don't know, Final Fantasy XIV or whatever, the game doesn't suddenly become a race car simulator halfway through. Like, you, you pretty much have learned the mechanics they just get deeper the longer you uh, go. Final yeah. Fantasy thirteen, so 13. Yeah, does not even introduce its party system until about fifteen hours into yeah. the game. Final Fantasy that that gave thirteen specifically finally gave you all the mechanics sure. about twenty. I, I, I'm, but what I'm uh, yeah. saying is for the games like that, 
even yeah. that. I mean, no, you're right. You can count maybe on one hand how many games just radically go a different direction halfway through. Hey, one of the, them being WarioWare. Remember the pink-haired <laughs> girl who, when she calls out her little thing, and then you do her superpower in Final Fantasy XIII, she has an orgasm on top of it. Talking about Vanille? Yeah. Yeah, she was weird. She's like, ah! And then they'd all take damage. It was just like to, a real orgasm. Hard to I figure her out. I never played any of them past nine. Pretty sure her and Fang were lesing out. I think that's yeah, a pretty common theory. They were, and they were like Australian. I mean, they hugged a lot, but... Yeah. Are those God. the girls from X2 and X3? No. X oh. versus Sever? No, that's Lightning. Oh. And Lightning Sister uh, Thunder. So Lawrence, Fuck, No Man's Sky better oh, right. than Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In That's which way? On everyone's lips. Yeah. I wish that was People a, I want to see that article post on a blog. Polygon. Yeah. This is how No Man's Sky is better than Final Fantasy 13. Why is no one reading my blog? <laughs> yeah. Damn my it. My blog. Write about I, Kenny Baker dying. It's a. Uh, Sorry, I saw that on. I, I have a newsfeed thing. Oh, yeah. And the thing. I, so I go. I have gaming, tech, and entertainment. Those are like the three categories I go through where I sort all my feeds. Mm -hmm. Um. Every single one I clicked, the top headline was Kenny Baker dead, Kotaku, like, headline. Because for whatever reason, Kotaku is listed as Apparently they nailed that entertainment. fucking oh. I don't know. I don't know why I'd go to a gaming blog to find out about a, a small man who gaming. got inside of a trash gaming can. Gaming is yeah. more than just interactive devices like we're using right yeah. now. Gaming right? is whatever gaming people want to click gaming on. Gaming is little people in tin cans. Gaming is others, Braveheart news. Gaming is everything. <laughs> Welcome to a gaming podcast. I wanna, yeah, see? I, I want Kotaku to start Kotaku Braveheart. Kotaku <laughs> <laughs> Australia. Well, I mean, it's so Gawker's getting auctioned off. Maybe you can buy a chunk and set up your own <gasps> Kotaku. Brave Taku. You can own it with Hulk Hogan. That'd be great. Brave Taku? I would work with Hulk Hogan. Hulk Taku. Co Braveheart? No, nope, that doesn't work. Oh. Uh, so, I mean, do you guys care about No Man's Sky at all? Or is there anything you're curious about? So, I, I've got a number of prepared topics and stuff, but I don't want to just well, talk at you guys. I, I guess the only reason we're talking about it is because of. Hype or I guess perceived hype. Sort of. There's a, there's a number of developments, so I guess we can we'll start with what's the most topical. Okay. Um, <laughs> here, I'll take that word. Okay. You, uh, Adam, you're not allowed to get distracted. The second I, I, I will. I will I'm ripping that controller. I'm, just, I'm just moving. I'm not paying attention. Listen okay. to you. As a 32 year old man, every single time they they basically introduce a new game that they say you can disappear into and thus yeah. lose months of your life. I go, okay, well that's something I'm not going to be playing. Okay. Because so I don't have even time. On premise, for it. it didn't interest you. I mean, it's just like. I didn't play any Fallout 4. Well, I didn't play any Witcher, and, and it's because the, how, when? The when games, am I supposed to do it? The games that Sean Murray likes are like pure survival games, like DayZ, and, and those are uh -huh. definitely his games where it's like all you're doing is just sinking time without really a major end game. Uh -huh. um, so this game makes pretty, pretty like a lot of sense from a, a perspective oh, yeah. of like, oh, this is the kind of game he'd want to develop. If, if you're poor and like, in college or on summer break, like while well, these games, like during this era of gaming, boy oh boy, you've got it made in the shade. Yeah. Because you got nothing but time, and you got, and you don't need to spend that much money, and it's just going to be. Well, you've fun. said before, you're like, I just play Overwatch or Marvel Puzzle Quest, which yeah. is about as much time as you have. Because so I, I only have increments of maybe. 45 minutes, sometimes an hour if Elise is going to like, Elise is like, I'm going to do something else entirely. And I'm like, okay, well, I have an hour. So I might as well play something that can start and end whenever I need it to. And I don't have to worry about feeling like I'm completing something We've along the way. also been watching a ton of movies and TV. Yeah, that's true. And that's been monopolized. How do you guys even call yourselves gamers? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're you pop don't culture uh, commentators. Yeah, you don't deserve which is Kotaku. I don't deserve this. <laughs> yeah, too much. I'm a robot climbing a giant mushroom tip. Ew. It's great. What? Hold X. You got to scan that shit. I'm swinging the on tip, this. Tip Lawrence. Press X. Tip. Press X on that tip. There you go. I'm pressing X. You so did. the the latest. Uh, oh, hi. That's funny. The latest uh, latest scandal involving No Man's Sky is the complete and utter lack of any kind of multiplayer. Okay. So uh, there was there was that. Sort of, and that's that's where it gets tricky, and also probably what we could we could tie into the discussion about hype and games. Games publicity and things like that. So uh, Sean Murray, in a number of interviews, implied heavily that encountering other players would be an experience people had, but didn't say exactly what form that would take. Which, on a larger scale, is actually a pretty big part of I think why um, No Man's Sky is in a weird place now, kind of similar to how Destiny happened. I'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so he talked about how it's like, oh, it would be such a magical thing to encounter another player, and it would probably never happen because there's just so many planets. But when it does, oh man, oh man, is that ever a thing? Um, I'm paraphrasing heavily, as you can yeah. <laughs> But uh, he, 
it was it, it was never said that there's pretty much no multiplayer, which turns out is the case. Uh, it seems like the way that you interact with other players is you name things, and then if somebody else happens to find the thing you named, then you have had an impact on their game. Sweet. Okay. So then that is, there hasn't been a clear answer on exactly what the multiplayer component is, and since it's out on PC, people have been data mining the fuck out of it. Yeah. They found some interesting things, but uh, here's a quote from uh, the person who was data mining. Uh, Big surprise, no mentions of multiplayer could be found so far in any of the files or folders. So there's no code, there's no assets, there's not even player models. So it's like, that's when it gets weird because sometimes if, if a game was supposed to have a feature and then it got canceled, mm -hmm. there would be some legacy of it. There's a lot of that actually in the code. There was some references to Xbox One stuff, which has people really excited. But uh, the fact that there's no multiplayer at all meant that there probably never was. Yeah. Which... So did they, did they ever flat out say, you and your friends will be able to party up no, no. and go kill stuff, or is this just something people wanted and people hoped for? People assumed. So I, I'm, it, I'm hey. only saying this because I'm, I'm not very educated on the subject, because all I would do is see a trailer and go, okay, cool. Yeah. There's going to be a different color planet. Um, I have yet to see any like cool combat other than the space stuff looks interesting. It's just a zen simulator. Yeah, like, and I, I guess I, it, I was just aware of it's what It's so it, routinely annoying that it kind of smashes your zen. Then. Well, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> I, I may be not, I may have been, not been following Sean Murray's Twitter or whatever, but like, I guess I don't know where the false promises were coming from. So, so that's, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, from the beginning, to me, the game has appeared to be the kind of, like one of those phones that you can put pieces onto. It, it's Aria, but except it's just it's just the framework and since since its announcement people have been attaching their hopes and dreams to it and basically designing the game that they want to play not actually the game that that they've been making the whole time uh -huh. sure. and and you know part of that could be put on um, the uh, the developers for probably intentionally being vague about what the game is because it's so procedural and it's so kind of random and it's so kind of, yeah, zen, it's like whatever. But like, I don't know, it seems like people basically saw this, they're like, oh my God, it's gonna be a space game where I can do this, this, and they would describe it to their friends and without actually ever talking to Sean Murray about it. And then that friend would describe it to another friend based off things that they've added from the conversation from the first friend that were never actually said in that, which the guy didn't have a conversation with Sean Murray. And it just went down telephone chaining yeah. all the way down until it became this super game. It's a game where you can ride a horse through somebody's yeah. bedroom, jump I, out of a window. I think you might, you may have a point. To me, it's maybe not the developers that were necessarily like uh, adding to the, the hype train, but you go directly to the publisher, Sony. Like it's a it's an indie game that they launched as like their triple A like mm -hmm. summer game, right? They're, Which is a they, big deal. Yeah, they elevated they elevated it to that stature, and of course, like coming from that, Sony's like, well, we need to like you know drive this like we would any of our triple A titles, and maybe if it had just been a a little indie that could, we would be like, wow, like think of what this this game does and what it offers to you to do. So Sony's the um. blame. It also costs 60 bucks. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, it costs $60, right? Cost $60. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, I, I, think, I think that's true. I, I think my big takeaway from this whole experience is that no one will take away from it because people like to have yeah. antagonists and everything. This small indie studio made a game that isn't living up to the promises that you were expecting for it. This is the same thing that happened with Battlefront. This is the same thing that happens every single year with almost every single AAA title. And every single time, there's some big post about how it's just a company trying to take our money. It's just another example of how they're nickel and diming us for everything. And it's always like, may not be that simple. It's not, it's not always cut and dry. People aren't villains and people aren't heroes. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a gray matter like situation in the middle. And I think this is a pretty good case for that gray matter situation in the middle. Like, does Sean Murray seem like a money grubbing, evil guy who just wants to lie to you and take yes. your money? Well, yes, no. he does. No, he seems like the nicest the dude in the world. No, he seems like a super nice dude who is really passionate about this kind of like this project that he was working on, and and Sony even like Sony, yeah, did put a big spotlight under it, but I think Sony probably thought, hey, this is really cool. This could be a cool thing. Maybe we want to support an independent studio because we see stuff like Minecraft and we see that there's money there and these communities to grow around games that are kind of 
vague, mm -hmm. and they're kind of like what you make of them. So maybe we want to get in on the ground floor of that. And then everyone saw, they were like, Sony's, why is Sony doing this at E3? They're like, they must know something. They must know <laughs> that this is the greatest, biggest game of all time, oh, yeah. and thus more expectations were put on top. They also got announced, I think, at BGX. Which was like a a pretty unique platform for it to get it was promoted. The Game Awards, right? Yeah, well, VGX. VGX. You're biased. Is that what it's called? You're working. It, 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 that that yeah. year, it was VGX. What does VGX stand for? Video, Video game, game extravaganza. Extreme. Ex oh. Extremity. Oh, okay. Um, I don't I don't remember, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, and that was like a big thing because it was like, oh, it's a new kind of show, mm -hmm. and they are coming on the on the VGXs. Um, I, I, I sure. And I so guess. The, that show needed to like hype everything that was on it to make everything yeah. that was featured on that show seem like the biggest thing in the world. Too. It's, it's, it's kind of strange to go, okay, from the creator of Joe Danger comes another indie game. Like just just be aware of what it is. A small man team making a small thing. On the flip side, there's a similar game that is promising basically the world so quite literally. Star too. Exactly. Yeah, Star Citizen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Star Citizen is interesting because. Yeah. They have shown space combat. They've shown space exploration. They've shown first-person combat. They showed all these things. The problem is it's so early, and they haven't really shown any of the that's things the, actually working together. That's the thing. It's not early. That game is. That game was supposed to be finished in. It will never be done. 2014. It's it's possibly the most ambitious game ever made, and it's yeah. more of like, I guess, sort of what I'm thinking. No Man's Sky would be like this never-ending procedural MMO in space with actual combat and all these things. But every time I've seen any first-person combat in that game, it's always like. It's very slow, it's very sluggish, but obviously the minute we even mention it, we get yelled at because there's a lot of people who have a lot of... People are invested, man. They're very invested in it, and it's something I've noticed ever since <coughs> Daisy and the Warzies that there's always a very toxic community behind these things hmm. where people just... I don't, I don't understand it. It's because a, a new reality. Maybe. It, it's just those it types be. of games attract a very certain type of person, hmm. and it's not the type of person I am, so it's usually games I stay well, away from. Well, I mean, it's it, Bruce has talked about it a hundred times, and it, my I use this example all the time, which he he reviewed technology and stuff on uh, Attack of the Show. Oh, that yeah. That was like part of his, his that was his job, basically, right? To review, review technology, and it was technology that I think 99% of the time the company would say, we're going to send you a product, you can mess with it however you want to. And then once it's done, you send it back to us. Like mm -hmm. I think nine times out of ten, he'd have to send it back, especially if it's like a big ticket item, like a TV. And TVs were a good example, and he'd always say, I would get the product and I would review it, and then someone in the office would ultimately have purchased that same TV, right? right. And they would say, It's the greatest. It's yes. And he'd ask them, like, what do you think of it? And he'd go, It's the greatest, it's the greatest TV I've ever had. It's amazing. It has everything I need. Whereas Bruce, who was reviewing it and hadn't put down two, $2,000 of his own money into mm -hmm. it, would look at it and go, this TV's missing a lot of features that TVs that cost 25% less than, than this one right. have. And the picture quality is not that great and it's not that good. But when he talks to the person who spent $2,000 on it, it's the greatest TV they've mm -hmm. ever. It's just this, it's yeah. this buyer's buyer's bias yeah. like you know like we are invested in this product so no. absolutely it has, to, yeah, it has to it has to work for us it's like early adopters too that get in on the ground of something like google glass or something like that and they're like oh this is like the coolest thing this yeah, is the yeah. future and it's like okay well you you do have to justify it to yourself what's that game that i was looking at where you ride or your dinosaurs not arc but oh, stomping Ryan. land orion dino prelude no oh, i know what you're talking about take your pick Carnage, yeah. Prime, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. There was about. this game that we were looking at playing uh, for like Let's Play or something. It's mm -hmm. on Steam, and you play as dinosaurs. I'm gonna and, tell you right uh, now, the name doesn't matter. Yeah, okay, yeah. The name is, I was gonna try to find it, but uh, but it was amazing because it launched as like early access, free to play, and I was looking at the reviews for it, and I guess a year later they they did a major change to the oh, game, yeah. or it became like pay to play. And all the reviews became like, oh, this game is it, I, it's terrible. The new update they did was terrible. Um, I, like, I, I just can't play this anymore. But those people had sunk like 200 hours. I, I looked oh, at like yeah. 50, re yeah, yeah. 50 reviews where it was like 150 hours, 200 hours, yeah, yeah. 80 hours. And I was like, Jesus Christ, these people, I know that the update affected a lot of them, but they put so much time into a game that ultimately they went, eh. Yeah. Like I didn't didn't really like this game, and I can't imagine doing that. I just can't. Yeah. That's like, th that's another risk of being an early adopter, I guess. It's, and I don't know. It's weird. Like because probably 
stuff like Rock Band or Civilization are games that I've put like in the hundreds of hundreds of hours mark. Mm-hmm. And it'd be weird if I just logged into Civilization one day and they're like, oh, no, 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 it's not a game like that. No, no. Yeah. Like, you don't do that anymore. No, it's, it's Forza now. Yeah, it's a racing game. Yeah. <laughs> but I like... The only game I can really think of that comes to mind uh, when I think of it is Star Wars Galaxies, I think, where oh, they man. did a major change because they were trying to get other players to get in on it because it was such a, a deep MMO. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not talking about Star Wars The Old Republic, yeah. the new one, the old Star Wars Galaxies. Like, they changed it, made it into, like, a third-person shooter. Mm-hmm. And people were like, this is done. It's done. It was just the final death nail because yeah. they were like they were already losing subscribers, so they were like, fuck it. Pokemon yeah. Go. Blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's a free-to-play. I and don't it's know. still yeah. doing that's really well. It's also part well, of the, part of the yeah. like, free app cycle. There's a lot of boom and bust in that market in general. I yeah. think that's just yeah. part of it. Lawrence, is there still supposed to be something like monumental at the center of the No Man's Sky universe? I mean, there's the ending of the game. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't gotten there yet. So I haven't really paid I'm not sure if I'm gonna. I, we'll I kind of skimmed a YouTube video. It, it's so weird. When you don't care about this stuff, it doesn't affect you so badly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when you just no sort spoilers of... Spoilers now. What if I want to get to that galaxy? I, I, it was just like a text screen. It was <laughs> like, okay. okay, cool. And then it like starts you Damn over. Now you spoiled me. It's spoiled. Now it's I know exactly what I didn't want you to do. Oh, <laughs> just like the center, real center of our universe. It's just... Yeah. It's strange. I don't know. I mean, there's nothing in that game. They they showed three things. They showed uh, procedurally generated planets. They showed space flight and stuff. Nice and then they showed a gun that mines rocks. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty much. That, that was pretty. Game. Never once in there did I see like there's space lasers combat or like any sort of like cooldown for a power that looked like Destiny, even though the entire UI looks like Destiny. Yeah. I was like, okay, I, I see what it is. I get it. And it. Uh, it's strange to see people go, this is going to change everything. So, They're like, no, what? No, they're just little spore it's, creatures. It's, like, you get to um, name them, that's all it is. Question <laughs> for you, game. Lawrence, having played it. How much can you, like, say you land on a planet, can you do anything to change it, or can you just rip it to shreds and then take what you need and fly away? You can... Can you, like, You can't deform most of the terrain. No, you cannot build anything yet. And you can't, like... But the, I, I think the idea is that that will be patched in, okay. depending on the success of the game over uh-huh. time. Yeah. Uh... Speaking of homes, <laughs> if you were to if you were to build a, a home on a foreign planet, you might want to make sure that you get a good rest in that home with a Casper mattress, which is so space age with its technology that surely it would exist in the world of No Man's Sky. Uh, so this this podcast is sponsored by Casper, who make amazing mattresses. There's some kind of crazy future foam that uh, conforms to your body and holds you up like a little baby boy or girl while you're sleeping. It's marvelous. If you've never been cradled by a mattress, you need it. You need it in your life. They say an in-house, an in-house team of engineers spent thousands of hour per, hours developing the Casper. Why is that so hard to say? Uh, it combines springy latex and supportive memory foams for a sleep surface that's got just the right sink and just the right bounce. Which, <laughs> in case you're wondering, yes, it's fantastic for having sex on. In case you're wondering. It's funny that you see Who's that? wondering? I just coined a, a term in my mind that you'll see on Urban Dictionary soon called fatress, which is where, like, your girl got so much back that when she lying on the bed, she elevated her back's elevated because her booty's popping. I got gotcha. fatress. Is okay. she the fatress? No, 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 no. It's not. Nobody's fat. Nobody's fat here. It's just pronounced posterior. I know, but, but it's yes. lying on the bed. What exactly is the fatress? Well, no, it's, it's the just, shape that the body takes. No, it's the butt. You got a lot of butt. Okay, so that's the butt that creates. But the it's shape. a positive term. It's it's not no, yeah, meant yeah, to be power, a negative. Sure. Have negative connotations. Uh, I they say Casper mattresses are completely risk free. So uh, it has a 100-day return policy. You can get it, sleep on it for 100 goddamn days, and if you don't like it, they'll come and pick it up, which is pretty awesome. Also, the shipping is really easy. You can buy them on the internet, and it comes in this compressed little box. Uh, be careful where you open it, because you might smother yourself and get in a weird situation. And they're made in America, so it's basically the perfect thing. Um, so you can get $50 towards any mattress by going to casper.com soup. Once more, that's casper.com soup. Um, that's one of those adult things, man. You get a job, you get your own apartment, you gotta buy a bed. And that's when you start to understand that being an adult is really fucking expensive. Um, so, don't spend too much money on something that's not good. Buy a Casper mattress. Uh, they're actually a little cheaper than most mattresses and better. So, I really recommend them. That, once more, that's casper.com soup. And use offer code soup. Thank you for your sponsorship, Casper. I appreciate it. If you got Fattress, that mattress is just gonna conform. Yeah, it'll just oh, sink right nice. in. And then the Fattress will disappear, so I didn't... Yeah, like, but then how do we determine if it's a Fattress, if you can't see well, it? Oh, no. I'm sorry. I also didn't mean to cut you off, Lawrence. I thought you were done the ad read no, when you right. started talking about sex on the mattress. No, that's, no, that's, that's, that's when the started. That's, that's <laughs> when the ad read is really taken off. Yeah. Uh, that's why they uh, sponsor with us. They know Lawrence will talk uh, about that's sex. Right. <laughs> I got a, so I have, I have a greater theory of No Man's Sky. All right. Or whatever. So, um, and, it, and it largely comes down to... 
That, that man, that butterfly was doing barrel rolls. Uh, it largely comes down to, I think, known game systems, and, and in a larger degree, it's just what humans tend to do when they don't understand something. So, whenever a new Call of Duty gets announced, people know exactly what it is. Yeah. There's almost no imagination space there. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to run around, I'm going to shoot guys, I'm going to pull the iron sights, it's going to lock onto something, I'm going to pull the trigger, and then I'll feel good about myself for a little bit. Uh, every so often, there's a new concept, one that people haven't played before. So something like the Wii, something very similar happened where Nintendo tried their fuck their damnedest to explain or show exactly what it is. Actually, they didn't. I take that back. They they were they were they were accurate in one way and totally inaccurate in another way in their marketing material. What, the old people bowling. Yeah. So That's, that showed me. I was like, I don't want to be an old person. I yeah. thought it made you the old person. I think it's more like uh, there were severe limitations to the Wii's technology, and they pitched it as like one-to-one -one true space motion tracking when it really uh, yeah. wasn't. But uh, at the same time, it basically gave people this negative space where they had to fill in the gaps with their own imagination. Yeah. And that's always the dangerous thing, because people's imaginations are always way better and cooler than mm -hmm. reality. Yeah. And the, I, I recall something similar happened when I used to play retro games. Like, the, the, the graphics weren't good enough to show you the artist's true intention, and the writing, especially because it was mostly translated from Japanese, wasn't accurate enough to really convey the story all that well. But somehow in the middle, my imagination sort of filled in the gaps. So when I was playing like an old Final Fantasy game, I had a pretty, what I would consider, accurate idea of what the characters looked like, even right. though it wasn't even close to the character it's art. It's similar to like a book being adapted for exactly. film, where people go, that's not what Pennywise looks like. Exactly. He has so, a stroke. I think something, sim <laughs> I think something similar happens. Now. <laughs> when you have a game like, Frustratingly, Destiny was marketed that way, where they were super vague about all the gameplay details. Yeah. And in the well, same the difference way, with that though is they put out an alpha or like a beta, and you played it. Yeah, and they're like, oh, and it's a lot a of shooter. Well, a lot of people went, "This is it," and I was like, "Oh well, yeah." Well, like, then they were like, like, "No, it right yeah. no, it's one percent of it." Not telling yeah. you that it's maybe in terms the other of surface area. Of yeah, one yeah. percent. I don't but know like, if they said that, but I, I, that's whatever. I, that's the other thing too. God bless human beings. They want to believe in a better life. Yeah. No, absolutely. That, like, well, that it happens well, unconsciously the, is the problem. You keep throwing money at it, they think it'll make it better. The, the unfortunate thing, too, is that it's good that human beings want to believe in a better life, but then you give them a game where you have a spaceship and you can go from an almost infinite wealth of different planets and just explore at your leisure and have stuff, and people go, I've been ripped off. Yeah. Like it's weird because we're like like human beings are eternally hopeful but also eternally pessimistic. But it's so it's it's weird because I don't want to lay the blame at anyone's feet, but I feel like people should know better in terms of PR and, and marketing. Don't give people negative space to imagine what they want. Because if if they had on No Man's Sky said, "We have this amazing tech. We can generate planets. It's incredible. We can generate spaceships." But it's Minecraft. Like it's it's Daisy. It's it's, it's a, not even Minecraft. So it's a repetitive grind simulator. Here's here's the problem. Just tell people that so they don't flip their damn shits but when they figure out what the game actually here's, is. Here's the problem. You use the example of the Wii, right? Yeah. One of the greatest selling consoles of all time. Yeah. yeah. So I, so okay. I think like Wii and people that will write about it will be like, here are our problems with it. But if they make it seem vague, I was and they speaking can, to mostly to PR backlash. But yeah, I, I see if, what you mean. But if they can hit that broad audience That's and then point. No Man's Sky becomes one of the greatest selling games of all, all time doesn't matter how accurate they were and it has in, what, their, the best in their PR Steam launch yeah, yeah they the, made a ton of money the, category, get, the, stuff, will, the well. stuff will affect you less if like me you just let a part of yourself die <laughs> and you just you realize everything is just sort of the same old repackaged shit I mean it, it is and isn't well we're playing as a robot rock climbing up a wall this yeah. is different that's fine well, you, you run into the problem with repackaging something if you promise it to be a revolutionary new gaming experience. Yeah, which yeah. They, they did they a little bit. Candy. People, people were saying that. It, it, Whenever you go down to a planet, that's fucking cool, and it never stops being cool. Yeah. But but then your fucking ship runs out of shit, and you got to shoot some rocks, and you're told you have no inventory space, and then these robots showed up and start shooting you. And they, they introduce a lot of friction to the gameplay loop, because otherwise you would just blast right through it. So... It's one of those, like, they, they had the tech and didn't know how to make the tech harmonize with a game structure. Mm -hmm. So they just put a game structure in there yeah. and then kind of almost mechanically forced it into the beats of a game after the fact. Uh, which is still kind of fun, mm -hmm. but it's not as harmonious as, sure. say, something like um, Wii Sports, which I thought was still probably one of the best Wii games. Wii Sports Resort, 
from as another one because Nintendo knew exactly how to use that tech in the right way with the yeah, software. Yeah. Um, so like baseball and bowling felt perfect. No other Wii game did because those games did an incredible job of hiding the le the like uh, the drawbacks of the Wii hardware. Yeah. yeah. Man, Sky has incredible tech. Um, the, the generating the planets and. It is a little weird when you go down to a planet because there's a pretty big like resource bomb that drops on your PS4 or your PC. But uh, it's still super genuinely cool to just fly to a planet in real time, yeah. go through the atmosphere and fly around the surface, then fly back up into space. That is that is genuinely Can incredible. Can I just say the only other game I ever enjoyed using the Wii Mote for was Boom Blocks. Oh yeah. Where it felt like inherently natural, like yes, of course we'd be playing this game with this this type of controller. Like this is fun. It's I really love fun. Boom Someone hasn't played Red Steel. Red Steel I have two played was Red Steel awesome. and Red Steel I, 2. Red Steel I, I, played, I, had to, I had to do a game capture for Red Steel for when I was doing in-store stuff or EB Games or whatever. And I remember the review, they're like, with one-to-one -one shooting mechanics, I was like, jumping oh, yeah. over. <laughs> what? That was no. a big thing after the Wii Motion Plus got added. It was all one-to-one. -one. Everything was one-to-one. -one. The weird thing about it is that it's like... It became real. The, the Wii Motion Plus... Like, I was what I the mean, Wii was kind of understood to be. That's a whole, but we could do a whole podcast though, on the Wii Motion Plus. It's, it's, it's my opinion, but it's like, I had way more fun with Twilight Princess and the limited Wii controls really? than I did with Skyward Sword and huh. the one-to-one. -one. Want to know why? Because I'm not a sword fighter, and I'm not a good sword fighter. So when you want me to cut something horizontally, and I'm sitting on the couch like this <laughs> with one hand in popcorn, and then I go like that, <laughs> I miss it, and then I miss it, now I'm taking damage. Whereas before, it's like, okay, I felt like I was maybe kind of a sword fighter, because I go like, yeah, 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 but like this is about as good as any of us are at sword fighting, except for maybe Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I, I genuinely, I super loved Skyward Sword, but no. I had a problem with it where I played it, and there was like one of the earliest tutorials where like, Link, you're falling. Use your one-to-one -one motion controller to fall. And he went, and he like shifted off to the side and kept falling. I'm like, well, the motion plus is working. You need yeah, to do that. I tried same. about six different ways, um, and I said, I, okay, I understand. The game doesn't want to be played. Yeah. The game, uh, on. The game too. I, I never also, played Skyward Sword. They also understood that not everyone is a sword fighter. So it was basically limited to cut them this way or cut them that way. Yeah. And very occasionally, I remember there was one Staphos or whatever. No, wait, what are the lizards called? Staphoses are the skeletons. Sure. It, it doesn't. Well, anyway, I don't remember. He would like hold us. He would hold two swords at a diagonal, and you had to like slash through them. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's cool. But then again, I never had the problem that most people did with getting the controls to actually behave. I speculate, even now, kind of like the Kinect, that there was a different kind of a different kind of dexterity required. I don't know. Do you guys remember when you first started playing games? And your hands just wouldn't do what you wanted them to do, because you had to learn the, the dexterity of hitting buttons at the right time and sure. using your thumbs correctly. There, I, I felt the same way, the same kind of frustration when I first played Kinect games and when I first played Wii games. After a while, I got better at it because I could I could kind of tune into what the game wanted, especially in terms of the Wii. It's like once you realize it just wants a sharp motion in a particular direction, mm. and most of the time. It's so inaccurate that the developers just make it a sharp motion in any direction. Sure. Then suddenly it becomes a lot easier. It was the same with like uh, Twilight Princess. The sword fighting was just eh, 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 after a while, and then the shield bash was just eh. it, like yeah. you don't have to actually I, swipe I think it. So much of it is muscle memory too, which that, is something yeah. that you are much more adept at quickly picking up when you're a child too. Mm. I like after I broke my hand, like I had to sort of like rethink how I I did so many things, including like just writing. Like my handwriting changed, like in the way oh, wow. like I hold a pencil is like a little bit different. Well, I mean, like think and about it. Think about the way like you play Mario or Mario, Mario, <laughs> sorry, or any video game versus how your parents or your grandparents play. Oh they, yeah. You know, like remember, like Joel would look at the controller and go, "Okay, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Dan, our very own Dan, sometimes will play like. Like it seems like sacrilege, oh, but like, like this. Oh, he'll throw index yeah. fingers up. He'll yeah. do that. Nice. And I'm like, what are you doing? That, oh, that's it. That's really? it. Know, it's just like, it's just, but it's just because it's like that's just kind of where his I, dexterity I, works. Yeah, I was gonna say. Boy. Well, I mean, every every person's different, but like kind of what it comes down to. How did we get on the subject? Oh, because from motion controls. Video games, who knows? Um, but like every, it's all those fail army videos we watch every week where people forget how their legs work, or like, <laughs> and then on the flip side, like I was watching gymnastics last night, and it's like, how does a person do a backflip three times standing in one place? And then land, and then their leg shifts a little bit, and the person goes, "Ooh, big Ooh. mistake there." And I'm like, I couldn't do half of that if I wanted to. 
Like it's all just different. So and then going down to the very nitty gritty of it, like a controller of just memorizing where buttons are. Yeah. It's the sort of thing of like once you get into muscle memory, you just learn how to do stuff. I don't know. And then that's why I think VR is going to be really interesting when we get to that point where it is one to one mm. and we're doing all this stuff. And then you're seeing all the people who have no dexterity whatsoever in their normal day to day life, and they're just falling on their faces. And they're like, it's the game's fault. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes controls can allow you to get around the hurdle of things you could never do in real life. And then there's other people who can do amazing things in real life who could probably never do anything with a controller. So it's all for different people. We were sure. playing Rock Band on the weekend. The calibration was like all fucked up. Yeah. And they're like, with can you imagine like once VR becomes like super one to one and then you put on a VR headset and the calibration is off uh. and then like you and your body are trying to naturally do something and you, you're like fumbling and that oh, happened, it's gonna be fun. That happened with the Vive where it was loading a game and it would do a thing where up was down and down was up. Just for a, a half a oh, second, to break your I remember brain. I, I looked up and everything went down, and I wanted to throw up and fall over and die. Uh, James, I don't know if you're just exploring, but you got to ram those little penile things into the glowy yellow rocks. Lawrence is explaining sex for yeah. those who are ju just joining <laughs> this us. This is not an ad read, not yet. So there's one around you. I can't remember where specifically it this, was. This real quick. This game is a sequel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. To, I never uh, I grow never, up. Yeah, I never played the original, so. I actually didn't either. I, I meant to. It looked cute. I, I used to do this thing. I think, at no, least, let me know if you used to do this, too. I know Lawrence kind of did at one point. But back in the day, we used to do an award show. Oh, yeah. And so I would pride myself in trying to play every big game of the year. And I have since given up on that. Um, just because it's life's so much more enjoyable <laughs> when, you just, when you just play things that are you find time for. At, at Game Trailers, we covered everything. And, and like we would get a ton of preview builds. So I would at least, like play a ton of preview builds of games, but we don't really, that. that's not really our steel here, but uh. Yeah, not really. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's also the. We're still playing Hitman. I mean, we play weird garbage. Yeah, it's, it's more about marketability than, and this is kind of one of the sadder things. Maybe not sad, I guess, I guess it's not sad because it's still being driven by the market, but there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of market now for kind of empirical uh, market-wide games coverage. Maybe it's because the individual markets inside of gaming have themselves gotten big enough that they each want content kind of catered to them as opposed to somebody that covers everything. There doesn't seem to be much demand for, I just like games, so I want to see everything about every game possible. Oh, cram it into the yellow thing. Aww. You can control it? Oh, wait, no, you got it in there. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, about, you got to feed about the, ramming dicks. You got to feed the star plant, it yeah. makes it grow. Uh, Home. <laughs> I guess for audio listeners, I'm sorry that you can't see this, but at the same time, you're probably better off because you'd be so aroused yeah. that you wouldn't be able to contain yourself. You probably are aroused. I'm anyway. aroused now. Well, if you need if you need help growing your star plant, you should list your job on ZipRecruiter.com. Uh, I listed a job there, uh, and I'm going to spin this positively because <laughs> about an hour after listing my job, my account got closed. Oh, no. So apparently, my my job listing was a little too on the nose. Uh, I was, I was trying to find a personal assistant. Some of the requirements included somebody that can encourage me both physically and spiritually throughout the day. Uh -huh. Gee, I wonder uh, why his for those, account was closed. It was, uh, hey, it was positive and constructive. I said there would be light shopping, uh, some prob probably some heavy lifting. I <laughs> Light shopping, heavy lifting. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, by that I implied myself. They would have to carry me. Well, he's oh, also I on see. a cut, so it's not going to be heavy shopping. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you, James. But yeah, uh, so they uh, they apparently screen their job listings very closely. <laughs> so if you uh, if you're either looking for a job or want to list your job, I can promise you that you'll be in legitimate company, uh, not assholes like me listing fake jobs. Uh, and it's it's a pretty cool service. Essentially, you just you fill out your job description and they'll repost it to hundreds of job sites for you. So you don't have to list it on a, a number of places. You can just do it there. Uh, it's pretty cool too. Uh, they'll provide you templates and stuff based on the job job criteria that you select. So. You can just get in there and fill out certain bullet points to your liking, like uh, heavy lifting. Um, <laughs> they, they would ask you to find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over one million businesses. Uh, you can list your jobs for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash dude. Once more, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash dude. That's a, like a three-day free trial, I think. Um, so you can get a sample, you can get an idea of it, figure out uh, how the system works, get you some applicants. I did get one applicant before they shut my shit down. But uh, since they completely closed my account, I can't nah. get to it anymore. When does Jorge start? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
think her name was Amanda. Got an email and said, slaves aren't employees. Damn it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I also listed it at under minimum wage. So uh-oh. Oh, oh, no, Lauren, I, I do love that the service is that good, that like your goofy listing it immediately got, it got, got popped quick. Yeah. So they're, they're paying attention. Man, like, yeah. we don't want you to, we're not gonna hire anyone who comes in a crate. <laughs> Yeah, or a shipping container. Well, that's that's how I know that they're they they have the fortitude to put up with my demands as a yeah. boss. They is, can sit there and sweat and not eat for a couple of days. Is the ad read? Pretty much. Uh, once more, that's ZipRecruiter.com/dude. Thank you so much for your sponsorship, ZipRecruiter. So I, I have a related thing um, oh, good. about the Willems household. Oh, what I what I like about James and Elise's um, box, you can say it, our cardboard <laughs> box. Uh, well, no, no. What I like about them is so we here at Funhouse have an internship program. We just had three new interns start. Um, James and Elise love to take advantage of the internship program, which I think is fantastic. So <laughs> yeah. we had Jennifer before, who was a fantastic intern. She interned twice. She's going yeah. off to Germany. God bless. Wish her the best. Um, and then uh, she was also a dog sitter for James and Elise, which I thought was really cool. Uh, Napoleon paid, paid dog sitter. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah but then yeah. free. But then oh, that's fine. Um, it's good that you find. And I bought her gummy snacks. So Napoleon, <laughs> I, as I just found out, who is our other intern, fantastic intern. He's wonderful. Uh, I believe he's your new dog sitter since Jennifer was unavailable. We, she went all, to Germany. Yeah. All week we've been telling Napole- uh, Benson that his cousin Napo is coming. We say cousin Napo coming. I just, I, I guess I'm just noticing a trend. <laughs> oh yeah. And how our interns are all becoming dog sitters for you guys. They're all terrible uh, at Photoshop, but they love animals. <laughs> <laughs> They're all really good. Well, I, I, I mean, it just goes to show that a funhouse internship means new and exciting opportunities. Yeah, career opportunities. Sleep where we fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the couch. Yeah. The kitchen the floor. Kitchen sink. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Um, Almost. This reminds me of a No Man's Sky article. <laughs> no, I, please actually, do tell. Well, I was hoping you. you sent I got us, a No Man's Sky article for you. <laughs> you, sent, you sent us an article that uh, I was hoping would come up because I thought it was really interesting. Where. Uh, I forget who wrote it, but they were discussing the the leak, which is sort of dated to us now. Is this the Games Industry Rob Fahey editorial? Is this the Kotaku article? It may be Games Industry. Because uh, that, that's one I was going to reference. Yeah, there's Oh, okay. A, I'll, I'll let you reference it then, because you'll do it much more articulately. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know if this is the same thing, but yeah, Rob Fahey, uh, writer at Games Industry, he's been publishing a lot of pretty great editorials lately. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those great situations where I may not agree with him, but I think he always makes good points. Uh, in this case, he put pretty blistering, uh, uh, like, uh, it was a pretty blistering wag of the finger towards Games Press that publicized No Man's Sky leaks early. Uh, and, okay. well, hey, man, hey now, hey now. I mean, we were one of them. Yeah. So, no, Adam we weren't. Especially. No, yeah, we weren't. Just me. <laughs> so, uh, so his, his point is that games media should have been aware of the day one patch situation, which we were, and said pretty explicitly on our episode of The No. So I, oh, yeah. I'm claiming extra, or, uh, exception from his, uh, his ire, but, so his point is that uh, the game leaked. He doesn't necessarily blame uh, players for wanting to play it early or other players for wanting to see it. But, and, and this is the point that I agree with, he says that members of the game's media that claim to be experts in the matter should have been more responsible in reporting on those leaks uh, to the extent of knowing that the game wasn't final or that a day one patch probably would have been coming okay. and that the game as streamed was not its retail game state. And that by publicizing and spreading the leak, the leak video, that they were knowingly damaging the perception of that game without, without providing the, uh, I guess, the, uh, what, is the, what is the phrase? The due diligence to explain that uh, the game wasn't finished, sure, and then also maybe discouraging people from watching unfinished footage of the game, which we did. So I feel good about that. I I'm just okay. I'll I'll play both sides here real quick. Sure. Was there anything radically different in the patch? Like were there were all the textures in the game completely missing, and was like the model of the gun and the ship all missing before the day one patch, or was it? Pretty much representative of what the game was going to be. That's a that's a fair point. I with with a few exceptions, I think it was pretty representative. There were some things that either didn't work or were super buggy. Um, like some of the some of the upgrades actually made things worse. There was some stuff like that. Okay. Um, and we talked about it on the no, if you remember. Like there were some animals that just didn't spawn right. Like sure. they would be spawned in the ground. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those things apparently got fixed. So. Um, the day one patch did fix some things, okay. but on the whole, I don't think the day one patch addressed any core issue I, that I people would, have with the game. I would say... There was an entire section at the beginning of the 
Oh, okay. There you okay, go. that's fine. Of, but uh, like content and the whole quest system. Wasn't oh, okay. I, I, system. but I am saying I There's agree. There's a very loose quest system. I agree on the side that you should, as a journalist or whatever the hell you want to call yourself, you should be forward with all the information that is presented. Of hey, this is leaked stuff. This is how we usually are if we get to play a game early, mm -hmm. like anything at E3. I will never play a game early at E3 and go. What a piece of shit, yeah, broken garbage. garbage. But like, if there's any bug or anything, I go, I'm getting early access to this. I understand games go through a development cycle. Mm -hmm. Fine, totally. So that's that's okay. But at the same time, too, it's not your job as anyone who covers this sort of stuff to defend a game company for their I, product. I think it is, I think if you purport yourself to be an expert on games media or game production, mm. I think you do have a certain responsibility to inform inform people that I, I'm with you there. Inform. Yeah. That that is it. That is your job is to inform. But to go out there and say, I, I'm with you there saying you shouldn't go out there and go, if you're if a game leaks early and you play and go, what a broken piece of mess, and then you go, Well, it's not really the final version. Just be upfront with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just my sort of I don't know. That's my takeaway. Oh, I agree. Which isn't um, much anything new, so but I Boy, we can't hear you. Yeah, Omar, you're very quiet. Yeah, well, you're really muffled. Um, no, Elise that's even more muffled. Is sitting on the speaker. <laughs> I, uh, <sighs> I, th I think that this is kind of another. I mean, so it's what games industry is probably one of the more like professional, holistic, respected outlets, but. and and that's kind of butting up against a bunch of YouTubers who find much more, much more, you know, benefit in and kind of whipping up a good story for their audience because that's what everybody wants. They want intrigue, they want, oh, the, the number one amazing game of the year is buggy as fuck and it's terrible. That's a much more interesting story than a game leaked and it's not fucking finished, so maybe keep an open mind, you know? Uh, but I think this is one of those examples of, this, this, is, this is the progression of all media. Mm -hmm. And as sad as it is, this kind of means that gaming is mature whenever you get a bunch of tab essentially tabloid uh, outlets that We'll twist something to make a good story, as opposed to reporting the truth, um, and that's that's the situation we're in now, and it's not going to change. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I commend him for coming out and saying such. You have a thing, to say something. Yeah. I, I hope that he says it with a long sigh, understanding that like it's like shouting into the wild, wild west, and say like, "Stop robbing carriages." Well, except there so. there are com comparable industries where that shit wouldn't fly, and I really like that he made the comparison to film. Yes. Movies. Like if you see a screener with the, the effects aren't done, and mm -hmm. maybe some of the storyboarding is still in there. I think, still didn't I think stop X-Men Origins Wolverine from making an ass load of money. I think the difference, uh, <laughs> I think the difference is between the two comparisons, and, and this is to a degree where the idealistically the responsibility of games media comes in is that I think it's easier to tell if you're watching a film that it's not finished if something pops up and it says like placeholder oh, effect yeah, you're mm -hmm. like oh that's a placeholder it's a movie yeah, yeah. and also by the by means of getting it I think people understand that it's not been finished yet so if you buy a DVD off of a street corner in New York of a mm. of event like of infinity war it's not out yet like I think it's pretty clear I I, I don't think the gaming populace makes those leaps of logic yet considering I saw some, and, and I hate to keep going on tangents, but I saw like a screenshot of some dude saying like, it would take one week max for one developer to put multiplayer in No Man's Sky. There's no excuse. They yeah. should just do it. And so it's things like that. It's like, glad that's, him. that's glad what he game knows. development is? Here's, here's the thing too, in terms of games media as a whole, I think you have mature people who can see things in a mature way. But you will never have an entire like, media press outlet like a whole industry which is mature like that when you continue to pay games media as much as they get paid like how much money did you make oh, writing for writing about video games uh, almost nothing almost nothing it was really hard to actually so, afford a shitty Koreatown apartment so if you want some responsible adult yeah. who's going to consider everything and not just the bottom dollar you know not to say that young people are the only people who are worried about profits and stuff like that but like like a mature person a professor type someone who like I care about upholding the truth and the justice yeah. of it you're not going to find it in the <gasps> 16 year old kid who is totally down yeah. to write an article for, you know, 
twenty dollars a page. You there know? was this. Fa- I, I always do this. We do this at least once a month, but where we compare ourselves to real life things. So, um, <laughs> fishing enthusiasts. He, well, no, uh, actually, recently. So I, I, the, I listened to the TED Talks. Those are always really good. They did one recently on the Panama Papers. Okay. Um, and that was really fascinating because it was this whole thing about where. I may be wrong on some information here, but um, from my memory, it was the information was leaked uh, to a like German newspaper outlet, and it was ended up being you know millions upon millions of documents about the whole thing with the Panama Papers and all these all this illegal activity of like money being withheld for tax reasons and mm-hmm. all these things. Whereas like it ended up being like the biggest like leak in the history of like journalism. journalism yeah. But it was this fascinating thing where it. It wasn't didn't really behoove Germany to have all this information on people from Ethiopia or from Lithuania or different things. So, in the first time in like history or whatever, there was an internet collective of journalists who came together and they said, "We're going to spend a year on this, and we all have to stay quiet." And a lot of other journalists who were like, "I need to make a buck," like, "Oh God, something something somewhat related to this Panama paper thing leaked in my country," and they're like, "Keep it, like chill, chill, chill." We're gonna do the big story and we're all gonna blow it out. And they all ended up like releasing their information at the same time. And it was this huge thing. And like the you know, president of Iceland or was the prime minister or whatever, like had to resign. And like mm. it was pretty crazy. Like this whole thing happened. But and they, they were talking about how certain journalists were like taking pay cuts and how they had to stay quiet this whole time. Gosh. Like when I hear stuff about that, I'm like, okay, those are actually journalists. Yeah. Those are people yeah, who are yeah. like changing the world. And it's like if there's a guy who's like, I got this leaked copy of No Man's Sky, <laughs> should I sit on it? Oh, I'm gonna blow this whole thing out. It's like, it doesn't matter. None yeah. of this matters. Well, it, it matters in the sense that these are people's careers we're talking about. Um, Hello Games, every everything that they're gonna do from now on kind of depends on the performance of No Man's Sky. So, oh, well, absolutely. But and I mean, that's it, their it, families it, and their livelihoods. But it's like, yeah, that's it business. business. It rests on the product. And the I guess product, there's no crime, but yeah, still. I mean, the it does kind of suck to drag somebody's- The product should speak for itself. Yeah. What? <laughs> If, uh, well, no, it's con- I mean, everything is context dependent. The product can't speak for itself if it's not done. And if, if that's what people okay. are listening to and watching, that's kind of unfair. But I, I think to, what Adam's saying is that if the prime minister yeah. or the president of your country Different is scales. funneling I, yeah. funds I agree. through an, inter- an illegal intermediary, like, that's maybe a bigger deal than if No Man's Sky doesn't have the quests. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, it may affect more people. Well, there's um, there's the funny GIF or Vine or image or whatever they do the Jurassic Park thing where they show that E3 trailer and it's like wow this is a lush game there's a lot of stuff and then they cut to the weird dinosaur uh, that's like you know the, with the crappy recorder flute which is in my mind I go well they could always just say well you just didn't find the right plan that's what I yeah. was thinking yeah. too yeah you could do that with any game really yeah bottom line everybody with a 4chan account thinks that they're Mr. Robot and that like yeah. Sony or Microsoft are the devil and they're gonna try to like. Leak, leak their stuff, take them down, but it's like, no, you're just hurting like normal people that have jobs and Isn't families. Isn't the point of 4chan to not have an account? I don't uh, know. <laughs> I don't clearly don't have no, a 4chan account. We spent all day on there. You, you can be a, I, I guess I can't say it. Look, I still go to crack.com There's ways to identify yourself that no one likes. My my favorite thing, that, so there was a thread about us on 4chan on the video game thread, which I guess, I, boy, it's a weird about. thing. Oh God, no. It's no, so weird, it's like, yeah, people will write about us and like, you're not allowed to look. You're like, I want to read about what well, you say. Well, you know, the same thing happens to games media and developers. Games yeah. media will like, Talk shit on a game, and then the developer be like, "Hey, I heard what you said," and they're like, <gasps> "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Everybody's I, listening to everybody. Welcome I, to the internet. I like that we were called a friend simulator. Yeah, I like that name. That's a really good. That's yeah. a really good term. I mean, because we've we've Which, called ourselves as much before. Hey, first members, uh, if you want to be our friends, you have first membership today. <laughs> yeah. hey, that's exactly how it works. Yeah. Come watch my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you take that next step and you work for us, you could watch. James's stuff. Well, it's I that I mean the the points you guys are all making is that we live in a capitalist society and the the content that gets created is largely driven by the market that wants to see it. And as sad as it fucking is, there's more people interested in the quest structure of No Man's Sky than in the Panama Papers. Um, maybe not the Panama Papers. Hopefully, yeah, that I was gonna say I don't think so. I think we are just in one. There's a lot of swimming pools. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. we are just in that swimming pool. But to that point, and and to James's point about relative pay scales, if there if there were a market for, uh, fucking hate to use this phrase, ethical games coverage, if people cared about that enough, there'd be enough viewers and readers of it that it yeah. would be more lucrative, and then it would attract better talent. Yeah, yeah. But as it stands, you know, I'm, 
I'm talking about having sex on Casper mattresses instead of writing 2,000 word articles about sure. what it means to be a gamer. Or we're, we're all kings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're all kings, so no one is. We're I guess my, my takeaway here, I guess I'll say this, um, is not so much, I was joking earlier, but I was saying like, pessim pessimism's good on a certain level. It's not great to be negative. Mm. I don't know, I know the two kind of go hand in hand, but this is, this is my ultimate advice to you if you want to live a happy life is just take things for what they are, enjoy them, and then just realize that these are all building blocks towards something bigger and better. So when I look at games like Destiny, people go, it's not the game that I want, or Star Citizen, it's not the game that I want. It's gonna get there one day, and there is gonna be like, I mean, who knows, maybe it's gonna be Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> or whatever. Exactly, who knows. But, and, but this is what I'm gonna say. All, be optimistic, be but be pessimistic. I see. So look at these things and realize that it will never live up to your expectation, and enjoy them for what they are. Take them in. Don't get caught up in the hype. Don't get. If you want a pre-order game, go for it. Whatever. I, it's your fucking money. Do what you want. That's not for me to tell you what to do. But just take it at face value and understand what it is. Well, don't believe in. Not for me don't, to tell you don't, what to do. Don't Here's listen to hype. To With the exception of <laughs> nah, some of point, the right? junk in like early access Steam drawers, a lot of yeah. games that come out are pretty much miracles. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, the fact that they get done. And they yeah, work. Like the then and, and what they are compared to what games were 10, 15 years ago, it's like like it's pretty cool and it does that's not a free pass, you know, to but like there is junk. We've played junk, but like No Man's Sky doesn't seem like junk. It's not it just junk. seems like something that the that was misinterpreted to be more or something different sure. and it isn't necessarily that. Well there's there's two pieces to every form of art, right? There's the creator, and then there's the guy who just touches it and looks at it. It's a hot dog. Yeah. What? So it's 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 easy to be an observer. It's very hard to be a creator. And so you are you are allowed to have an opinion because obviously art is being created for you, the observer. Mm -hmm. So you can have your opinion, you can play it, but if you're trying to yell at me that your opinion is more valid than someone else's than the other jackoff who played the game. I don't really care because you're not the guy who made it. And I, I will never be able to make a game. Games are very hard to make. And I will always have respect for people who are willing to put the time and the hours into something that is a representation of themselves and put it out there for others to judge and then get yelled at. And it's like, those poor souls, I'm so sorry uh, that you have to go through that sort of stuff. I, mean, I guess we do it on some level, but this is, this is fucking... Well, 4chan. I guess my... Babytown frolics compared. So Adam's, Adam's takeaway is please be realistic about your expectations. Uh, I would echo that. Um, I would say specifically when it comes to games, please, please, please always remind yourself that it's going to be a game at some point. Hmm. There's going to be a loop of mechanics. Um, and this people really want to run away with this idea that someday a game will be the surrogate reality that they can plug into and live by those rules instead of th these. Hmm. I get that. I get the appeal of that, especially when it comes to like being a galactic space trader, pirate slash bounty hunter, whatever. We've all seen Star Wars. Just please, please, please understand yourself enough to know that even though your brain wants that, it's not really realistic. It kind of reminds me, when we were, when we were coming up to Mass Effect 3, I swore on my life that the ending was gonna be garbage and none of the, none of the side quests were gonna pay off in a meaningful way, because they couldn't, there was too much. And it has to be a game at some point. There, there has to be developers that make all that content and they, the expectations were unrealistic based on the fact that human beings had to do it on a budget and under time constraints. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the same with No Man's Sky. If, if you're really gonna create a new digital reality and you're really expecting it to just be like a, a caged simulation of our reality on a PS4, at some point that's gotta trip your this can't happen response, right? Or it should have, or maybe in the future it will now I, that you've gone through this, I, I don't know. I hope at least someone will walk away listening to this podcast and go, yeah, maybe I should temper my expectations. Maybe. That, that's at it's least nice to believe. <laughs> it, I Absolutely. And always be hopeful <laughs> that it's going to get better because obviously, look, 20 years ago, look at what VR was and now look at what it is today. Yeah. We're still not quite there because mm -hmm. now we're still tethered and we have clunky controllers and a headset that if you hit a wall, you, you know, we're, someone's going to die soon doing this stuff and it's going to happen. But it's getting better and it's it's all steps. And considering how much of a, just a freaking leap we've made as a species is ridiculous. I mean, what, 200 years ago we were drowning on the side of boats and marrying our 14 year old cousins. That's now we have happening. VR. Yeah, well, well I know, happening. I mean, I know, but we've gotten a little, you know, the percentage has dropped. Uh, <laughs> what? Maybe. 
Maybe. Uh, I, 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 I want to hear more about this drowning on the sides of boats. I want to hear more about cousins. I guess that still happens. I, I was thinking of like falling off the Santa Maria. That's what I was going to try to say. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were trying to discover new problem. land. We were like, people keep falling off these damn boats. Yeah, yeah that, there were many people that fell off the Santa Maria. The, the Pinta. There's a yeah. <laughs> slippery decks on the that Pinta. That shit's a wreck. It's sometimes hard to speak at the speed of thought. Yeah. <laughs> going a mile a minute. <laughs> Always. I love it. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for today's podcast. Uh, no Man's Sky, still interesting. Um, I guess my, my closing thought on it, on the game itself, is that it's unique, and sometimes if you played enough games, that's all that matters. Yep. It's yeah. that it's just different. Uh, so that's, that's what I would say about it. If you've played so many games that you feel like you understand them all, sure. give this one a shot. It might surprise you. Uh, and yeah, uh, we got the post show coming up. That's where we look at some fan art, take some comments. Um, if you guys are listening on the audio version, or maybe just watching this on YouTube, um, that post show goes up on roosterteeth.com for first members. So you might want to look into that. It's a pretty good time. We get to look at people drawing weird pictures of us and take live, uh, live questions from the audience. So it's our, it's, our, it's our time to sit down and rap with you kids. Just rap with you. And don't bit. forget, Overwatch Competitive Season 2 is coming soon. Yeah. I'm looking forward to those changes, man. We'll see you. No more coin flips. There. Did you yeah, guys see so, my cool free jump that I, I did? did? That was pretty that sweet. That was great. Very sweet. So thanks for, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be Bye. back next week. And if you have some time and you feel like it, maybe give us a little review on iTunes or your podcast service of choice. Why aren't we on Spotify yet? That's up to them, man. Every I I guess I should follow up again, but I remember I applied and they were like, they were like, oh, we don't accept applications, but if you're big enough, we'll make sure you get on. What? I I looked at the gaming section on there. It's abysmal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll hit them up again. Do it again. The one guy working at Spotify is like, I'm busy. Got the got all these e- in emails. I gotta go home. Listen, George, Spotify. <laughs> I want to be on your platform of choice. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. Bye, y'all. I need to grab my glasses. <laughs>